0: Jesus understood he came to function In the power and the authority of the government of the kingdom of God. That's why the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Jesus is not concerned about the titles, he is concerned about the functionability of the power of the title. And you can't function in the power of the title if you are not connected to the one who the title should be. We want to know people's stories so that we can just talk about them and then we're pretending. I pray for you. No, you don't. You just want to gossip? You just want to gossip? That's all you want to do. You've never prayed for somebody tangibly crying out to God. That's what the priests and the kings were to do. They were to represent, to cry. I'm going to show you some scriptures in the book of Joel. What the priests did was they did not gossip. They went to the corner. They cried out on behalf of the people. And God acted on behalf of the people. your gift you see ministry is not just about the numbers ministry is not just about the title and I I, I want you to know I'm not knocking no title here I've got so many of them but we're gonna deal with that issue so that when we are done tonight you're gonna realize what God wants you to do One of the things that I first learned in ministry as I struggled with the people that I thought were supposed to be supporting me to do what I was doing and uh, I was trying to find affirmation and many ministers in this place, you're trying to find affirmation for people to affirm and confirm. It's not bad at all, but I'll tell you what it does. It brings depression. It brings Ineffectiveness. That's why many ministers have been out. One of the things as God began to deal with me and my wife, uh, we're looking, we're in a place where we didn't know where to stand and we knew what God had put upon our lives and the Lord spoke to me. First I said, God I can't do this and the Lord spoke to me He said, why, you, why not? I don't have nobody to support me. I said, I do not call you to go and find people to support. I want you to be on the journey and people meet you along the road and they will support that which I want to do. Now listen to this. That was when I had a revelation you see when you have just the word without the revelation of the word you will never make an impact you can quit anytime because you're going to have many excuses in your life and the revelation the lord gave me was when i call people i don't send a memo to anybody to let them know i called them I didn't know if you picked it up. When God calls you, he doesn't send a memo to anybody so that they can patch on your back to tell you get up and do this, get up and do that. That's why many ministries are ministries with the titles, but they're not functioning in the power and the authority and the anointing of the title. You can stand and preach. But until the power of God is able to touch the people, you have been just talking. And anybody can talk. So what does God want today? God is not looking for fancy articulation of the words and fancy words, fancy churches. We can pull up a cloud. But what makes an impact is what happens after that cloud has gone out. So what is it that God is looking for? What is it that God is looking for in ministers? I know you're gonna kill me today, but I'll survive. I want to take you to the book of Revelation, chapter one, verse five to six. And I want to show you some things, how you make an impact. Whether it's one people, one person, two people, how you turn your ministry into an impactful ministry. Where you are called and you thrive. Where you are called and things are able to be done. Let's talk about this here. This is a very common uh, and very, very common passage. It says that to him who loves us and has set us free from our sins. By his blood. It begins like that. First of all, it is calling us to give us a purpose why we have been saved from our sin. And then it continues. It says, uh, It says, and made us a kingdom. Priests to his God and Father, the glory and dominion are his forever and ever amen if you read that passage very fast you will miss what john is trying to say if you just miss if you read that passage you're going to miss what john is trying to say in that verse i like it let me look at it let me look at it do you know what john is really trying to say here John says that Jesus has made us kings and a kingdom or priests. To understand what John is trying to say here and what he's trying to point out here, we got to understand the functionability of a king and the functionability of a kingdom as well as of a priest. So, before we answer what John is trying to say here, uh, uh, God has given us, God, God, God has made us a king, and he has made us a priest, and he has made us a kingdom. What does it mean? And if you don't understand the meaning behind what John is trying to say here, you will never understand the calling and the gift that God has called you to. Many people are gifted and are talented, but their impact is minimum. Why? As Jesus began to teach and to preach, Jesus did not go with the sign, I am the Messiah you've been waiting for. People came to Jesus and began to ask Jesus, are you the Messiah? And Jesus would say, well, you said it, I did not say. But the question is, what took the people to look at Jesus and say, you are the Messiah? Do you get the picture? It was because when he came down to earth, he began to operate and to function as the Messiah functions. You can't live as a crazy person here and expect to make an impact here. You can't walk this line here and expect to make an impact on this line sometimes you don't have to introduce yourself you can't make an impact by today living blue and thinking you can live red hoarded, driving out demons when you can't live like a person who is anointed. You can't function in a title. That's why many ministers are struggling because you have the title, but you are not functioning in the power and the authority of the title. That's why you've been carrying yourself. He hasn't carried you yet until Jesus carries you and the Spirit of God. God you then you will function without even announcing into the world I am a preacher people will come to you the Bible says the Holy Spirit will draw people will draw men to you so that you can make an impact on behalf of the heavens as Jesus walks there is not announcing I'm the Messiah. They begin to wish by well, you the Messiah. Uh, by the things you was doing. Healing. There were some lines that a Messiah was supposed to do. And Jesus did them all. He healed leprous, He healed the sick. Now they are looking at you the Messiah. And Jesus would say to them. You said it. I did not say it. Why? Because Jesus understood. He came to function. in the power and the authority of the government of the kingdom of God. That's why the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Why? When you seek, you don't just seek for the sake of seeking. You seek for the sake of walking and touching tangible and walking in it. So John here is trying to help us to say, hey you have been made a king. You have been made a kingdom. You have been made a priest. These are not fancy titles. The problem we have is that we have all the titles and um, Overseer, prophet of all the prophets and Overseer the first seer prophet and stuff like that all these stuff Jesus is not concerned about the titles he is concerned about the functionability of the power of the title and you can't function in the power of the title if you are not connected to the one who the title should be. To show you something how you make an impact in this season how you make an impact in this season how you let the influence of the holy spirit make an impact in this season the hebrew word for king is not it simply means to reign or to be king get our word to be king You don't call a medical doctor a doctor if they can't function as a doctor. You can't go to a person masquerading as a doctor to go and operate on you, can you? And yet we've got lots of ministries masquerading as a from speaking on the voice of God. And yet they don't have an anointing of God of spirits and demons and people thinking we're changing the world. We're not changing the world. By the way, you can't function as a king and as a priest if your spirit has been corrupted. We have so many things that have corrupted ministries and you don't even know them day by day. Why does the enemy want to offend you every day? You work up Because he knows when you're offended, you don't smell like sweet aroma. Forgiveness such a big issue in ministers and ministries and people because the devil knows as long as you are able to walk in unforgiveness, you can pray all you want over a person that will never have an they will never have an impact in their lives. That's why now we just offer fake, fake hope. Oh, come, it's gonna be alright. Oh, today the Lord is gonna move, or oh, tomorrow the Lord. No, I want God to move now, and I want God to move here. If God said it last time, He's saying it today. Meaning, God is healing today, He's delivering today, and He doesn't have a date when He delivers, He delivers now. So, now, why are these kings and priests and kingdoms not functioning as kings and priests as kingdoms? Why? And we're seeing about the power of God. Let's do an, a check here when last did you preach and really it's somebody God impacted listen you can study a message and give a message until it changes and transforms the person you may as well just go and teach in the Bible College where everybody dies spiritually so when John says God has made you kings and kingdoms all priests He's not talking about a higher title here. And I'm not saying you don't need to seek titles. I'm not saying that. Please understand me. I'm not saying you go and throw out what God has called you. I'm not called that. No, no, no. Understand me. What we're trying to bring into Revelation tonight for you is to function in the ability of that title. With an anointing. Not just to talk about it. With an anointing. With an anointing. There were people masquerading as, a, as, 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 as as ministering on behalf of Jesus and, and they came, the, the sons of Sever and they began to say, Oh, oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus or whatever Paul preaches, come out of them. What did the demon do? They said, Paul, we know. Why? It was not just a name. They knew the functionability of the authority of Paul. Paul walked in the power of the anointing of God. So thus the demons were able to recognize the power in Paul's life. But the power, the same name, they were trying to claim to say, in the name of Jesus, come out. They said, "Wow, who are you? You're claiming the same name. But you you don't have the power of of that name. And that is the problem we have in the church. We have the titles, we have the name, but we are lacking the power behind the name. We're crying out for revival. Revival is not something that God sends from heaven. Revival is when people are able to embrace the power and the anointing of God in their lives first. First it's through you, in you and through you. Revival is not something that gives us the goosebump and then we scroll up in the cupboard here and we all go home to say God moved. No, when God moves, they got to be an everlasting picture in your life. That means I'm going to preach the gospel because I've experienced the power of the living God. Some of you are depressed right now because you're not seeing the impact. and You want to quit? Is it about you? If it's about you, you're going to quit. But if you know the one who called you, you never quit. you keep pushing forward. you keep marching forward. you keep giving glory to Him. you keep pushing forward. Why? Because He works through you, through the functionality of your title. Loving. Now look at this. One of the things about the kings or the priests, they were people of a covenant with God. In those days, a covenant in the Jewish culture was not just the words, the nice words that we say, Oh, I I, I, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And then two days down the line, I do something dumb and you leave me forever. That's what we do in churches. Oh, man of God, I'm going to walk with you. And then we go through the valley and I leave you in the valley and I go away. Pray for you, and you've never even prayed for me. It's just a fancy word that we say. That's how Christians are. We want to know people's stories so that we can just talk about them, and then we're pretending I pray for you. No, you don't. You just want to gossip. You just want to gossip. That's all you want to do. You've never prayed for somebody tangibly, crying out to God. That's what the priests. And the kings were to do, they were to represent, to cry. I'm going to show you some scriptures in the book of Joel. What the priests did was, they did not gossip. They went to the corner. They cried out on behalf of the people. And God acted on behalf of the people. Why? They were able to function in their calling than putting their titles on display. Kings were anointed by God to represent him before his people. And they were a people of a covenant. And then we begin to understand that kings were facilitators of the move of God. Yes. Their job was to facilitate, Come on. not to criticize, yeah, yeah. not to judge. Yeah, yeah. They saw weird stuff happening, but they did not criticize. Right. They did not judge. Right. It was not in their position. It was not their title. It is not their function. As a priest, your job is to represent the people. So meaning everything they saw, it's not that they just swept it in the rag. They took it to God in prayer. Jesus did not complain about everything. He prayed about everything. And now we have a new charismatic prayer of complaining every day, every day thinking we're doing Jesus a justice. We just complain, we don't even pray. Throughout the Hebrew Bible, the term priest, which is Kohim, is commonly used to refer to an official who was set apart from the rest of the community in order to carry out certain duties associated with the worship and sacrifice. As priests were set apart for God's use so that they they can offer pure sacrifice and worship to him who is holy. Now here's what is interesting. What is interesting and I want to work you to that. You can never offer pure sacrifice when your spirit has been contaminated. You can preach because you know how to preach. You've started about preaching. You can pastor a church when you've been broken. You can still pastor because that's what you've been doing. You can still do all those mumbo-jumbo stuff, but what is lacking is the Spirit of God to make an impact in the people you are ministering to. You can do it to look good in the eyes of people. And we love it when people see we're doing something out there. But does God love it to see what you're doing? Is it making an impact? We can talk all we want here at the Holy Spirit Summit until the Holy Spirit is able to work in and through us to bring change in the communities, to bring change in every avenue that God has called us. And let me tell you something, we are just a bunch of people patting each other on the back, saying we're doing good, but is our Father in Heaven pleased with what I'm doing as an evangelist? Oh, this is tough meal to chew. <laughs> I got, I got a few minutes. They're timing me out. Let, 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 let me, let me, let me, let me bring this to a landing. Let me bring this to a landing. What paralyzes the power of God? in our lives to be able to minister in purity to make demons recognize you where before you say come out of them have you ever been in a meeting in a ministering and then uh, the demon just said ah not you not you see if we, if we don't understand what God wants to do with his power in our lives we can go on with the church because somebody came to us taught us it's just about going to heaven let me tell you heaven is a place for people who have done something for the kingdom of God here on earth the Bible says we shall rule and reign with God here on earth and when we go to heaven we're gonna put our feet up and the first thing that's gonna come well done thou faithful what Have you ever rewarded your son or your daughter who did nothing? So why do you want to go to heaven right now? And you haven't done nothing for the kingdom of God? My God. My Lord. My Lord. We sing songs soon and very soon. We are going to see the Lord. What have you done for him in order to see him? So what is contaminating the spirit? and uh, the anointing and what God wants to do let me tell you run through a few things the Bible says before you when you go to the altar and before you offer your sacrifice there you remember somebody has something against you leave your sacrifice if it's you and me we will go into a charismatic mode to say please it's my father God I worked hard here he is having let me give you the context of that scripture In the Jewish culture of that day, where the temple was and where the people lived, it was very far away. So meaning these people would walk miles and miles away to go and sacrifice their fruits. And it wasn't money. It was their fruit. Imagine you've gone to a garden, you've, done, you've tilled up the, the land, and then you're going to offer to the Lord, and then you come to the altar, and then you want to give it to God. And God tells you, hey, somebody has something against you. Leave your sacrifice and go. If it's you and me, we're going to offer that sacrifice. That's why today many people have given, and have given, and have given, and they haven't seen an overflow shaken together. Why? Because of what I'm about to tell you. You can give all you want. God is not interested in your money. And God does not bless the money. Money, we all need money to do what we do. But I want to tell you a revelation here. God is not interested in your money. Because he gave it to you. And God will not bless the money. You can put your money in the tithe. Thinking he will bless you for putting that money in there. It does not bless the money. Here is the context of that scripture so this person now will have to leave his sacrifice walk miles back to go and find the person that has something against him and then again walk miles back to come and finish his sacrifice why is that significant here's what is significant and if you're writing this write this one down the spirit in which you give to god is far more important than the gift that you give to god How does this apply to ministry? The spiritual condition of your life is far more important than the title that you carry.